J.D. Talking Sports, it is Friday, January 19th, 2018. All right. Now, I watched Coco. My client Linda had recommended highly. And it was it was fantastic. And it had this really touching part at the end. You know, it makes you almost, yeah, made me, yeah, I got, te- I got choked up. I'm not going to lie to you. And I went out, I was like, eh, and then it just sucked me in. And it was such, you know, great cast. Benjamin Bratt. The guy from Jane the Virgin was in it. Uh, some other, oh, the actor from uh, Gael by Garcia. I'm going to butcher his name. But highly recommend it. Also saw the disaster artist, James Franco. I think he directed it about the guy who did The Room. And I don't want to give too much away, but stay, watch the end credits because the end credits are awesome. But he was freaking, and his brother too. So well done, so creepy. I remember watching that movie. I was like, what the hell? I remember Izzy had told me to watch it. I finally watched it. I was like, wow, that movie is batshit crazy. Hey, said it cost, I think, $6 million to make. No one knows his real age. No one knows how much money he's really worth. All I got to tell you, watch that goddamn movie. And the assassination of uh, Johnny Versace on FX. Watch part one on that. Fantastic. Now, they said it's a little sensationalized. I don't get but the, Visually, it's beautiful. The guy playing Versace is great. Penelope Cruz is a small part. Ricky Martin, the kid who plays the uh, the killer. I think he was on Glee. He's freaking great. Highly recommend it. Yeah, let's watch a lot of good stuff today. A lot of good stuff. Tried to start watching the beginning of it. Too fucking freaky. I shut that shit off. I said, no, I can't watch this stuff. I can't, I, I can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. The Nets beat the Heat 101.95 down 10 at the half. Karis LeVert. Now, LeVert, I remember out of college, he couldn't stay healthy in college. Well, he has turned out to be, you know, knock on some wood here, but has turned out to be a very good player in his two years with the Nets. Well, they they won down 10 at the half. They actually, I didn't even know this. 15-point deficit was the third largest comeback in Brooklyn in the Brooklyn era. DeMar, DeCa- DeMar Carroll had 26.6 rebounds. Snapped a five-game home winning streak. They hadn't beaten the Heat at home since January 10, 2014. They improved to 17 and 29 he fall to 26-19. They go on the road. They play the Pistons in the next game. Good win. Good freaking win for the Nets. 17 wins. Hey, listen, they're not a good... But listen, with the franchise they had, with the team they had this year, did you think they were going to win a lot of games? No. Would they win 20 last year? I'm telling you, that they got a shot to win 30 this year. You go plus 10, they're on their way. And they get some draft picks. Some guys turn out to be draft picks. They got D'Angelo Russell back for the first game today. I don't know what he put up today. She didn't play that bad. Of course, I'm trying to get the score, and it's not working. Wonderful. It's like the phone went bonkers on me. I did not get to see what... Okay, I hit it twice, and it's like going back to the same exact spot. Don't forget that idea. Oh, here we go again. I'll tell you, all my stuff isn't working anymore. No patience. I got no patience for this. Whiteside at 22 points. Hassan White's, Whiteside, 22 points, 13 rebounds. Drogic had 17. Olnick, Kelly Olnick. Wayne Ellington, former Tar Heel, 10 points. Carroll at 26. Zeller at 6 points. Dinwiddie had 15. 
What did D'Angelo 14 minutes, one point. He had a nice assist, though. Levert had 12. Harris had 12 off the bench. 42 off the bench. Not too shabby. 42 out of the bench. And they outscored 42-36 off the bench. But down by 10. You know, Justice Winslow. Guy out of Duke. Guy from Duke. Six points, five rebounds. What was he the? Yeah, Duke wasn't he the? Wasn't he? A, wasn't he a high? He was a high, high pick. He hasn't been as dom. He was more dominating a couple of years ago than he is right now. Yeah, those aren't great stats. I got to check in on him. I don't have enough info on him, but I'm going to look back and look on Google picking Vikings Pat Super Bowl. Listen, they're saying the NFL is going to suffer if the Pat makes the Super Bowl. I think it'd be great. I want to watch it. I'd love to see the freaking Jaguars Eagles. Super Bowl. I would. And screw what they're saying that if they don't get Brady, it's not going to get the rating. You know what? A good football game is going to get the goddamn ratings, and that'll be a good game. And it would be great if the if Blake Bortles, <laughs> Blake Bortles raises, raises the trophy. That'd be freaking fantastic. KP says players know he should be starting All Star game. But he's going to make the he's going to make the final roster. He says we'll see. I would hope so. In my mind, deserve it. All I got to do is play good and win games. And the results will take care of itself. I shouldn't be too worried about who's going to vote for me and who is not going to vote for me. Yeah. He's averaging a career best 23.6, seven rebounds, two and a half blocks, one assist across 39 appearance, third year. Uh, hey, he's making up for last season when he sucked. And then we got UFC 220 tomorrow night in Boston. Miocic against Nganu for the heavyweight championship. Also, uh, Daniel Cormier is going to fight, but that's the fight. Nganu, they, you know, they're, pu- they're, they're pushing him like he's going to be the next, the next big thing. But Miocic, man, I'll tell you, I'm not going to put my f- firefighter from Cleveland. He is a badass, man. I will not put, he's a tough son of a bitch. I, I want good things for him. I really do. I want good, good things for him. I wish I was watching the fight, but I'm not spending $70 on the goddamn fight. I won't do it. Can't do it. And Rock wanted me to come into the station today. I'm like, dude, I got to work tomorrow. That's not going <laughs> to I see, you know, I mean, I appreciate it. And I, we will get together. But I'm not doing it at 4 o'clock in the morning. i got to work tomorrow. Got a long ride tomorrow. i got to go to Tinton Falls, 64 miles each way. That's what, that's what we do here. We work. We work. Now, the Mets only paid I'm, I'm, I'm Adrian Gonzalez 545000 Turns 36 in May. Now, if you didn't have it last, last year, wasn't that good. But 2016, 285, 18 home runs, 90 RBIs, 349 on base percentage. I still would like to see. Dominic Smith play, but listen. Last year he came up and he put on. He lost the weight, then he gained it during the season. Came up to the Mets. They said he was out of shape. Get your shit together. And I talked about Baker Mayfield saying he wants to go to Miami. He said, "Listen." Went on Twitter, social media, man. That's where you go to tell everybody your world. Everybody tell everybody your business. He said, "Just so everybody knows, I commented about playing for Miami because I was talking to a former Sooner, Kenny Stills. Everybody can relax. I will play anywhere that gives me a chance. I'm not picky. I'll go anywhere and strive to uplift the franchise and win ball games. Strive to uplift the franchise." Oh, I didn't know you were the second coming of JC. Okay, take it down a notch, Baker. You're not you're not going to strive to uplift the franchise. Well, I guess the franchise sucks, and the Jets could could use an uplift. I guess we'll see that. I was going to N- N- Knicks aren't playing until ten thirty. Not going to get in that Lithuanian laser. You know what? You'll talk about it over the weekend. How about this? And also, we got the Jaguars uh, Pats th- fourth down this season. 
The Jags are 13 of 15 on fourth down. New England's 8 of 13 in 17 games. They also got a fourth and goal from the one-yard line against Buffalo and Pittsburgh, both touchdowns. And they haven't done a fake punt since punter Brad Nortman's 29-yard pass to and James O'Shaughnessy against Indianapolis in Week 13. And Broncos staff is going to coach Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Luke Falk. Now, I talked about the Washington State. Yeah, and I, I, I'll tell you, I like Luke Falk out of Washington State. People can say, oh, he's a system quarterback, whatever. I think he's the kind of guy you give a, give a chance to. He could light up, light up the scoreboard. And Josh Allen, everybody's loving him out of Wyoming. We shall see. He's going to go. Well, Tyler Halinski, the former Cougar, who, who uh, supposedly died of an apparent suicide, former Cougar quarterback. Ooh. Kendrick Lamar has a label. And Darius Geis became the first athlete, former LSU running back, to sign with Top Dog Entertainment. All right. I was like, okay, that's that's very interesting stuff. Well, well let's talk about Tyler Holinsky, the former Cougars quarterback. Well, also Drew Bledsoe posted a heartfelt message on Instagram, also social media. As men, we talk, we have to learn to talk about how we are feeling. Suicide is the number two killer of men between 1845. I don't know what the number one killer is of men between 1845. Yeah, what is it? Is it number two killer? What's the number one killer? Is it heart attack? No. Drug? Reaching out for help when we need it is not a sign of weakness. Trusting your friends and asking for help is the ultimate sign of strength. Easier said than done. Listen, easier said than done. A lot of people, hey, I, I, I went through some tough times. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't ask for people for help until after the fact. And you're, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta ask for the help, man. If you're feeling like shit, ask somebody for help. Do it. And uh, Sarkeesian is coming back as offensive coordinator for the Falcons. Yeah. But how about this Viking safety? Terrence Newman is going to play his 231st career game. Do the math. There's 16 a season. That's a lot of games, dude. That's a lot of games. Yeah, 16. 10, let's do the math. 160. Another 32. 192. It's a lot of freaking. 16 games. 171. 14 and change. That's a lot of football games. And his first championship game, he goes, words don't really do it, but knowing we have a chance, it's all anyone can ever ask for, anything like that. That's all really we can. An opportunity, a chance to be great and do great things. We have a chance to do that. That's all you freaking want is that chance. 231st game of his career, and he's finally playing in a champion, in a championship game. Listen, you never give, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You never give up on yourself. You always commit. You always try your best. I was watching Jeopardy today, and the, the defending champion two days in a row, didn't bet everything, ended up losing by like a hundred, couple hundred bucks. If he would have bet all his money, he would have freaking won. They both, listen, you got nothing. You got money in the bank. Go for it. You got double your money. They don't, they get nervous. Go for it. You, sometimes you got to put, you got to put the pedal to the metal and just fucking go for it. How about this? Vikings own four in Super Bowls, losing all by double digit mark. Average of 15.3 points per game. Last Super Bowl was 1977. They've lost five NFC Championship games, two in overtime, including one when Anderson, who had a missed an attempt. Remember that game, 98? Pulled a 38-yard in the fourth quarter that would have given them the Super Bowl. They had a 10-point lead at the time. And then, and then Morton Anderson kicks a 38-yard in overtime to win it. Listen to this. Most playoff wins in Super Bowl era with no Super Bowl wins. Guess who? Number one, Vikings, 20 playoff wins without, with, without a Super Bowl win. Eagles are second. Isn't that interesting? So one of these teams is going to go to the Super Bowl. 
Eagles second with 16, Titans third with 13, Bills fourth with 12, Falcons and Chargers tied with 10. And Eagles went 24 years between Super Bowl appearances, played five championship games between 2001 and 2007, and won only one. You know, they also lost that game in the fog. What are you going to do? Also, Broncos own the number five pick in the draft. But and I, this is what I love. This is what I loved about John Elway wrote. Obviously, it's not ideal, but you know, about drafting, you know, starting a rookie. He goes, I would say this. I did it. It was tough. You drink through a fire hose. You drink through a fire hose. What a visual. He said, but if you make it through that, you have a chance to be tough enough to handle it in this league. Yay. I like that. Drinking. You drink through a fire hose. You know, that would fucking hurt. Like, what? So the North is going to square off against the South. The North is going to be the Bron- coached by the Broncos. The South is going to be coached by the Texans. January 27th, I'll be working. First, last t- time to look at players be- since the... Until the NFL Combine in February. And Robbie Anderson, dude, arrested for resisting an officer, harming public servant or family, and fleeing police. Jets are aware of arrests, have no comment. That's the second one. Second guy. What, dude, what are you doing? What's going on? 941 yards. You say you have a breakout season for the Jets and you can't stay out of trouble. Dude, get your shit together. You got a lot of freaking talent. There's a lot of guys. It is a, it is a, it's not a right. It's a privilege to play in the NFL anywhere. And now with these policies, they're going to suspend him for probably, you know what he, did he get suspended for the last one? He's going to get some suspension time, dude. A lot of suspension time. And the punter for the Saints, Morstead, he was the first player returned for the field, you know, with an extra point. Fans have donated more than 167000 to his foundation. What you give will grow. And he plans to return to Minnesota, Minneapolis during the week of the Super Bowl and donate the funds to Children's Hospital of Minnesota. Good fans, man. And I read this awesome article, Jenny Varentis, in the MMQB about the relationship between Saban and Belichick. Now, Belichick used a 3-4, and Saban, meanwhile, learned from Georgia, Perlis at Michigan State, the stunt 4-3. But that's not what's interesting. The thing about the guys where they were rigid in their fundamentals and techniques, but flexible in scheme. And ultimately, you know, Belichick said it was, it was more of his defense than mine. I learned a lot from him. Carl Banks, who was a line, Browns linebacker in 94 95, said, it was Nick's fronts and Bill's coverages because... Uh, Belichick was a coach and Saban was the defensive coordinator and he said then it morphed and that's the hallmark of the coaches they can hybrid morph anything and that's what that's what they said they say about Belichick with his Patriots they always morph they always every four weeks so that nobody can get used to them and it was interesting that you know Belichick was more conservative and he watched how Saban paired pressure packages with his front to bring blitzers from different spots in the field and then Saban learned from Belichick how he brought pressure without putting stress on the back end. It was the subtle but sarcastic Belichick and the fiery Saban. And they often clashed while game planning. Now, Saban wanted every call to his disposal for a given game situation. Belichick would force his staff to pick one. This is still true today. Pretty crazy, right? Now, Bill would also, Belichick would also get on people. But what he did with Nick, it always seemed a little different, said Falcons assistant. Uh, GM Scott Pioli, then a pro personnel assistant. You could always tell who, who Bill respects. And he respected Saban so much that at one point during their four years of Cleveland together, he decided his assistant coaches, you know, no longer took the media. You know, he said, um, 
if he, he knows we're good and he doesn't want to lose us. <laughs> As David said, I don't plan on being the coordinator for the Browns the rest of my life. He informed the PR director, so I'll probably be talking to the media. Two days later, he was quoted in the Akron Beacon Journal. That's the kind of respect he had for Saban. And the 1995 Divisional Playoff, Browns were at the Steelers. They'd lost the first two games. Lewis Riddick was just starting his second game of the year. Now, early that season, he played the money linebacker spot in the dive defense. Terminology, terminology Saban uses today at Alabama. He'd blown some assignments. One play, he read the defense at the back wrong. He gave a third down conversion. Saban read them on the sideline, promptly yanked them. Later, Saban came to him privately and told him he had a choice. You sulk and I guarantee you never get back on the field. You keep working and you have the chance to earn it back. Now the final game of the regular season, starting safe in uh, Stevan. Moore went down with an injury. You're in, Saban told him. It's probably the biggest lesson I learned in pro football. Now we started the first playoff game, the win over the Patriots. Picked up Drew Bledsoe. Now he thought he'd get the game ball. And he actually started to get out of his seat when Belichick was about to announce the winner, Eric Turner. Now Eric Turner fl- quickly flipped the ball to Riddick saying he deserved it. Now listen to this. As he walked down the stairs of the theater, Riddick's eyes met Belichick's stare. The coach said in his trademark monotone, see if we can do it next week. And that was his way of mo- you know, pushing the buttons of his players. See if we can do it next week. Like he knew he was expecting. He goes, listen, I don't want you doing this one week, man. I want you doing this shit every week. And in the games, the Steelers, you know, they lost their composure. They gave up a lot. They gave 157 yards in the first half rushing to the Steelers. 238 for the game, losing 29-9. to Saving left for Michigan State. Ten months later, during the 95 season, owner Art Modell announced he was moving the team to Baltimore. Belichick was fired at year's end. And the city of Cleveland hasn't been in an NFL playoff game in 23 years. Now listen to this. January 2000 in Foxborough. This is its first morning as head coach of the Patriots. A FedEx package arrived on Belichick's desk. Inside was a resume, plus film breakdowns and scouting reports, rigorously prepared to the specifications of Nick Saban. Nick called, you know, Belichick said, he said, you're going to hire this guy. He's one of the best I've ever had. Honestly, you've got a thousand names like that one when you are a new head coach, believe me. But when Nick recommends somebody like that, you know he doesn't recommend 50 guys to you. So he hired a 24-year-old Michigan State graduate student named Brian Dable for a defensive quality control job. Inside is called a 2020 gig because you work 20 hours a day for less than 20,000 a year. 20. Listen, that's a lot of fucking working. When a higher, a higher paying posi- or offensive position job came open, I told him, look, I'd love to give you more responsibility, but this job that you have is a really important job. If you find me somebody who can break down film as good as you can, I'll get, I'll get you out of this job tomorrow. And he had someone, Josh McDaniels, who'd been a fellow GA graduate assistant at Michigan State under Saban. A year, year later, Belichick had the same conversations with McDaniels, who suggested Nick... Casario, a former teammate at John Cowell University in Northeast Ohio. Today, McDaniels is Belichick's you know, offensive coordinator. Casario is the Patriots' director of personnel. Dable was Saban's offensive coordinator at Alabama last season, and now he was just named, last week was named the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Now, Saban went to the Dolphins when he left. Next 19 regular season games, which the last game that, they, that he coached, they beat the Patriots. Last next nineteen games, New England went nineteen and zero, and the Dolphins regular season games, the Dolphins went one and eighteen. And in two thousand six, you know they talk about well, if he picked Breeze, which he said he wanted Breeze instead of Culpepper. Well, it, you know, and Jason Taylor talked about you know with a friend last week. You know, if they got him Breeze, he said, you know, I might have a ring. I'm confident he would have gotten it done. And he pushed Taylor. Taylor actually. 
pushed Taylor so much. He said, you know, you know, instead of just rushing the passer, you could do so much more. You could add to your repertoire. 32 he won in 2006, won the defensive player of the year. And, and listen to this. So he does a hour-long presentation at a, for, at a high school Mississippi conference a couple years ago. He, he referred, to, referred to his Browns days once more than once. For example, not every player can be coached the same, a lesson he learned when he discovered that Everson Walls, a newly signed free agent DB, couldn't backpedal. So Saban taught him to move with receivers by turning his hips and shuffling at an angle instead. And he said this started the Browns. He said, uh, Belichick came up with this way of playing man and zone coverage at the same time, giving defensive defenders maximum flexibility. It was creative enough that he was you know, talking about this high school 16 years later at a high school coaches clinic in Mississippi. And Belichick's Browns established what they called three critical factors, the non-negotiable criteria players need in order to perform the jobs coaches will ask of them. Cornerbacks, for example, need to be able to tackle, play the ball in the deep part of the field, and play man-to-man. They added in height, weight, speed preferences. Six foot, 180, run less than four or five. The greatest impact for me, even though we stayed friends for a long time, was systematically learning about evaluating personnel for four years, Saban said. And you look up the looking up and down the Alabama roster. Now he's you know he's had to, height has been one. He's compromised in some areas, but they listen. It's it's Ozzy Newsom and and Phil Savage said they used this the three fat critical factors in their triangles of success. Listen, you know what? And I, this is what I read the article. This is what I got from it. Is that you got these great freaking coaches, Saban and Belichick, and I'm not saying you're going to recreate. You're not going to get a Tom Brady and stuff like that. But you look at a success model. And each year, they're consistently good. Like, you know, like the Steelers, consistently good. I mean, the worst year that he's ever had, Tomlin, is an 8-8 season. And you look at the other teams, and you look like, you got to do the same thing, man. You know, okay, you need that quarterback. You need a quarterback. But I don't know why everybody's looking like, oh, you know what? You know, oh, we got to do it our way. We're not reinventing the wheel here. But they are so precise that they do things. Phil Hill was one of their assistants who became a successful coach at... Fresno State, and they had these cards they wrote up for the, he was the scout team, these cards, ridiculous cards. He screwed up one card and Saban reamed them out forever. He said, I never forgot it. He goes, I made that mistake. I'm like, never doing that shit again, ever. Just, you know what? I mean, listen to this. The gatekeeper to Saban's office in Tuscaloosa is Linda Leone, the administrative assistant who used to type up coaches' notes in Cleveland in the 1990s. Since the 1990s. Miraculously, she was able to read everybody's handwriting. That's what I'm talking about. And and even Saban said Saban said it's been a long time you know since uh, you know that we've done they had the first time they were met they were both coaches Saban was with, uh, working for Glavin no uh, no not Glanville Glanville Jerry Glanville and Belichick was working for Parcells so they met outside of West Point just to compare stuff now you know neither coach would have been happy with them trading secrets but. You know what they talked about? How when it was tough when they were playing the same conference, same division, actually Miami, and with the Patriots. But now that they're different, they constantly, you know, they meet and they discuss stuff and everything, and they talk about how you know Saban will come back to the NFL. I don't think so. I think he, I think he's very comfortable there. I think he wants to get the record, push it, push it from there, and I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. I really do. It was, it was a fascinating article. It really was. But but Belichick said, he said, I don't think I would be as good a coach if I didn't have, I'm sorry, Saban, if I didn't have the experience that I had with Bill. In fact, I know I wouldn't. 
Robbie Anderson, man. Resisting an, resisting an officer, obstructing without violence, harm to the public servant or family, fleeing, eluding while light sirens active, reckless driving, failure to drive in a single lane, two counts of disobeying, avoiding a red light, speeding and turning without a signal. Jets are aware of the situation. He arrested last year in a Miami at a concert and charged with a felony count of resisting an officer with a violence, with violence to his person and also obstruction of justice. He's scheduled March 19th court date for that incident. Dude. And they asked Tom Brady about the hand. He, he's listed as questionable. He goes thumbs up or thumbs down for Sunday. We'll see. How confident are you that we'll, you'll be playing on Sunday? We'll see. Will you be on top of your game or physically capable? We'll see. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, Coco. Coco was good, man. Really good. Government shutdown? Uh, okay. It's government shutdown. What the, you know, wh- why not? Why not? You know what? Throw it, throw more fuel in the fire. Why not? Yeah, Baker Mayfield. Glad we, glad we got that cleared up. I'll be able to sleep better tonight. I love what someone wrote. The hours you put in when nobody is watching gives you the confidence to perform when everyone is watching. This was in Dr. Dish, Bas- Dr. Dish Bas- uh, Basketball on Instagram. I like that. Because that's the thing. You know, one of the parents was talking about his kid practice. Let him see. Let's see what his ethic is on his own. If he, if, I mean, especially when he's young, that you don't have to push him, that he wants to do it on his own. That's the thing. Like my podcast, I mean, I'm going to compare myself with a podcast, but you know, I could have went to bed. But I'm like, you know what? There's stuff I want to talk about. So I'm going to get on. I'm going to fucking talk about this shit. Tebow's going to be invited to Major League Spring Training again. All right. Why not? Let him, let, let's see what happens, you know? No, and uh, Zion is going to announce his college choice, the most famous high school recruit since LeBron, they said. We shall see. Oh, and UNC Gonzaga is going to start a home-and-home series started in 2018-2019. I like that. I like Gonzaga. I like that. That'd be cool. Like you're saying that LeBron's conference championship run is more impressive than Tom Brady's. I don't know. You know what? Well, I did it with different teams. It's just different sports, man. It's just, it's a much, I think it's harder. In, yeah. I think basketball te- teams can go and run. Football's a little harder. Bigger team, more guys. 2018 NFL win total predictions. Jets over under projected at five wins. Really? I think they're going to do better than that. And Enos, Ennis Canner. Wants to retire a Nick. After you're playing New York, you don't really want to go anywhere else. I agree. Once you live in New York City, you don't want to go anywhere else. And uh, four-time Olympic medalist Julie Mancuso. Julie Mancuso. Excuse Final race downhill dresses one a woman. And Kemba Walker. Available in trade discussions. I'd love to, I, I love Kemba Walker. I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. That'd be kind of cool. Nine charges, Robbie Anderson. Not one, not two. Oh, and good thing Raiders compile, complied with the Rooney Rule during hire of John Gruden. Now, this, Michigan's state's board of trustees give voter support to school president amid calls for her resignation when she knew she was president while that, that Nasser guy was performing things, was still under pro, but let him work another 16 months and continued to sexually assault those gym, gymnasts. And the board of trustees is supporting. I don't, that's a bad thing. That's not good. I, I don't. I don't think it's a good move. They said Jaguars attracted the fewest bets to win the Super Bowl of any team in multiple sports books because listen, they're going to shock the world. 
They said Roy Halladay had traces of morphine in the system at time of fatal plane crash. Tom Petty, accidental overdose. Yeah, just bad, bad, not good, not good at all. Sad, I mean sad. I hate when I see that shit. Yeah, I like the poster for uh, Miocic and Nganu. Yeah, Miocic 17-2. and two. And Nganu is 11-1. Cam- he's from Cameroon. So Miocic is how? Oh, they both have reached the same. Two, he's 240, Miocic. 250, and Nganu. Cormier is 19-1. He's fighting Volkan Ozdemir, who's also 15-1. He's got a, other guys. Got a guys from Switzerland. Other guys. I, I I can talk about the other fights. I don't know the guys. I really want to fight. And they say Connor's UFC status unclear because they say the Ferguson Khabib title bout will be for the will be for the undisputed champ. And he sees what he what. Listen, Conor McGregor calls. They're going to jump through hoops. Are you kidding me? Also. Fights are taking over the NBA, and one of the West execs says it's time for Adam Silver to drop the hammer. It makes me think of the movie with uh, Will Ferrell, semi-pro, when they're fighting during the commercials. <laughs> Wait for the commercial. Cavs want DeAndre George Hill. Yeah, good luck with that. But I don't think that's really. Also, they want Lou Williams from the issues of Lou Williams with Tr- Tristan Thomas and J.R. Smith, including in various trade talks. It's a bad trade for the Clippers. Why would you want Tristan Thompson and Jarris? Well, Tristan Thompson will be closer to now his uh, Kardashian wife. But I think that's a bad trade for the Clippers. I think the Clippers lose in that front. Yeah, big time. Right? Yeah, big time. Lithuanian and Laser and Rockwood would agree with me. So would uh, so would Mark Eden. He'd be like, dude, Russia's going to, they say, going to have hundreds of his athletes compete even though they're barred from the Olympics. Yeah, that sounds about right. Can't can't upset people. All right. Trivia question from last freaking night. Great. Play play me funky music, white boy. Last night's trivia question: The last coach to beat Alabama by to beat Bama by seventeen plus points, Nick Saban with LSU in two thousand three. Interesting, huh? Bet you didn't know that. Tonight's trivia question. Most wins by a Stanford football coach. Most wins by a Stanford football coach. All right. Nick's playing right now. A couple minutes in the game. Playing at Utah. I'll talk about that. I'm going to make my predictions tomorrow for the championship games. AFC, NFC. Nets, big win tonight. UFC 220 tomorrow. Exciting times, folks. Exciting times. See the disaster artist. Watch the assassination of Gianni Versace. And Coco was freaking great. Downsizing? Yeah. Florida Project? Yeah. I gotta go to bed. JD is sleepy. All right. Have a good night. Peace out. Talk to you soon.